0: Welcome to Living Your Best Life podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Miller, and today I am really excited because I'm being joined by the amazing Tracy Harris, who is the CEO of Mums with Hustle. It's an online community and educational platform for mums in business. Tracy is the creator of the online Instagram course hashtags Hustle and founder of the Online Marketing Academy, the Social Methods Society. She is fiercely dedicated to supporting big-hearted women wanting to design their life first and their business second by harnessing their superpowers and aligning with Instagram as part of a complete digital strategy, one that aligns with who they are at the core and one that sees them create their own version of success. Tracy is really changing the world, empowering mums to know that they can definitely have it all. And that's what I absolutely love about Tracy. And I couldn't wait to get her on here. Tracy also has her own podcast, Mums with Hustle, and I'm super excited about this. So strap yourself in and enjoy the ride while I speak to the amazing Tracy Harris, creator of Mums with Hustle. Very, very excited that I have Tracy from Mums with Hustle joining me today. I've been trying to get her on our podcast for around about six months now,
1: and today's the day. I'm super excited. So, welcome, Tracy. Thank you so much, Rebecca. I'm glad the stars have aligned, and now we get to hang out here on your podcast.
0: Yeah, it's really, really exciting. So, um, obviously, um, I've had a little bit of a, you know, I've been watching you the last couple of years and it's been amazing and I did see you at the Gabby Bernstein um, event and I did wait to try and meet you but for some reason um, you went a different way in and I didn't actually get to meet you and um, but here we are today and I'm I'm just super excited that I've got you on the podcast. So obviously uh, Tracy Harris uh, from Mums with Hustle, for the people that don't know you, who is Tracy Harris, the creator of Mums with Hustle?
1: Yeah that's a that's a big question we'll see if I can answer this in a nutshell well basically I am a mama uh, of two boys I'm a wife I married my high school sweetheart don't ask me how long ago now I think we've been married so long that now I don't actually know the years like I have to actually do the math in my head Uh, maybe around 12 years (laughs) I'm gonna say it's been 12 years and I am the founder of an online community called Mums With Hustle and that started back in 2015. I can't believe it, like 2015. Uh, So coming up to five years this September. Yeah, and that literally just started as a podcast. I didn't have any products or any plans to have anything to sell or any services or anything like that when I started. Mums with Hustle was purely born out of a need to build a community that could be vocal in society and say, hello, I identify as being a mum, as being ambitious, as being uh, creative or wanting to have my own business. And so it really was just a space for any woman who connected with that to kind of join and connect with others and, of course, to feel nurtured and supported and just less alone through this weekly podcast, which I just called the Mums with Hustle podcast. So uh, it, it's very, very special to me and I feel like I created it for everybody else, but I did also create it for myself because I was a new mum at the time. I had an eight-month-old. And I just experienced a really difficult transition back to work. And, and I was trying to figure out, well, I'm still ambitious, but I don't quite fit the, the, the mould that I used to fit. And I just needed this community. And so uh, I just created the thing that I felt like I needed and I knew that so many other women needed to. Mm,
0: so it's just sort of escalated from there. So before that podcast what what was you were you working just in a normal job? What, what did your what did it look like before you sort of started that um, that podcast? And obviously, you know, the last five years, and we can we can go into that in a little bit further down the interview. But what were you doing sort of before you know before that? Were you you been to uni? Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, wow, it's like a beautiful trip down memory lane when you're <laughs> up with your I have the biggest smile on my face? Um, So, yes, I did. I graduated high school. I went to university. I studied a Bachelor of Education and then a Bachelor of Teaching um, in primary. And then I started working in a Catholic primary school and loved it. And after five years of being a primary teacher, I just felt a deeper purpose to what I was doing and I was like I really want to step into leadership like leading other teachers but I was a baby in terms of my teaching experience and um, like I had only been teaching for five years but I did feel this deep sense of purpose and in particular I wanted to help lead the personal development and faith formation of the teachers in the Catholic schools that I was teaching at and the, the families the children as well so I was really drawn to the role of religious education coordinator, actually. Wow. And anyone out there that's either been to a Catholic school or sent their children to a Catholic school, you would kind of have a sense of what that role is. But basically, there are lots of masses. There are lots of sacraments, yes. ready, like children making their first holy communions and going through those programs. Oh, that's a and girl. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So that was my job. My job was to work really closely with the parish. Yeah. and the priest to have these school masses and these combined school and parish masses um, and to run sacramental programs um, and then of course to help lead the faith formation of the teachers and also the parents and the students and just make sure that we were doing a really amazing job like liturgically through our teaching programs and stuff like that and staff retreats and all of those things so mm. that I did end up getting that role only five years into being a teacher, and I went on and I studied my masters of uh, theology. That is a degree I never thought I'd have. Like, <laughs> it's not the most exciting uh, to most people. They they cringe. Like, you have a master's in theology. Like, isn't that what <laughs> priests and nuns do? But um, <laughs> it's also what a lot of what what a lot of um, executive teachers in Catholic schools do as well. Mm. And so, I have that. And that was really short-lived. That was a very short-lived. I only did that role for two years before I became a mum. And then my whole world changed. My priorities changed. Rebecca, I still Mm -hmm. very much felt called to lead and serve um, and make a difference in the lives of families and young, young children, but in a different way. And that's what I feel like Mums with Hustle allows me to do I'm still teaching, I'm still leading, it's still all about personal development um, and I feel like the biggest people to benefit are our children and so that's a huge driver. of, like not as in my children personally, I mean like our children, our children. all of us, yeah. in the collective, yeah. yeah. And, and so
0: and that's a big yeah. foundation that, you know, to actually like because I knew you um, you know, that you've built this amazing community, like it's just amazing to watch you and just that you are a thought leader of the future. But to hear where that foundation comes from, it just puts a whole nother, like it's it's amazing foundation for you to, to have experienced. I mean, obviously I've gone through the Catholic system and my children are in Catholic schools. I know what it takes to organise all that stuff and it's no small feat, is it? It's huge. Um, but what a great foundation for you to then, um, you know, to, to go on and do what you've done. Like it's just it's just just amazing. Like I, I, that's a great great as I said to you, like you've probably blown me a little bit away. Um, because you were so young and when you you know knowing experienced the Catholic system that that's a big role that you actually played there.
1: Thank you. I just really wanted to be I never took my youth and my enthusiasm as a negative. Um even though there were definitely some very seasoned and experienced teachers and and people in the church at the time that would have thought, well, who are you to have this role after only being in in the system for five years? I saw that as a gift. I saw that as a good thing. And I just wanted to be this young witness of someone that does, like, walk the walk, Mm
0: -hmm. like not
1: just talk the talk. And I just felt like... uh, young families, young mothers, children, like we all need to see other young people kind of leading with love and service. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I've aged, I guess, like it doesn't have to be in a Catholic setting, oh, we can lead with love and service in our businesses. Yeah. And so they're, they're the values that I try to bring into what I do now as an entrepreneur.
0: Mm, it's just amazing. And I know that you, you know, just watching you, like we sort of really, um, I think that's the big thing is that, you know, you, you, you really showcase your life as well, like your kids, your husband. Um, and I know that you guys, you and your husband really made a decision that you were going to design the life that you wanted. Um, obviously having children, every, your priorities just change. You see the world completely different Um, so was it being a mum that sort of instigated that
1: decision, would you say? Um, yeah, I think so. We've always been very intentional about all of our choices. Like we got married, well, I was 23, he was 24. So we got married so young compared to our peers. Mm. Um, and then we bought a house when I was 23, so, so young, whereas other people were like, oh no, we don't want a mortgage. We want to rent a unit like in Sydney so that we can go out all the time. And whereas we made very conscious decisions to kind of live way below our means so that we could set ourselves up with our future selves in mind, not just thinking about now. So, and it's just kind of cool that we have both, we both share that type of value and outlook. We're always trying to make, decisions based on our future selves and not making decisions based on our current circumstance Mm. Um, which means that when you're building a business it is really uncomfortable all the time because if we're if we are just to make decisions based on where we're at now in business like we'd always feel comfortable Mm. you know you wouldn't necessarily invest in things or take risks because you're you're playing it safe for where you are now yeah but when yeah. you when you want to truly step into playing a bigger game and thinking long-term, thinking about what is this going to look like in five years or in ten years, that's when you start making different decisions. And so we've kind of been wired like that for a really long time, but business specifically, um. We both loved our jobs and our careers, and like as you could hear from my story, I I had quite a big hex bill, so <laughs> it was scary to just say I'm not going to do this anymore. I barely paid off my bill, but now I'm going to step into something else. That that was scary, but we made the decision with our future selves in mind, and our children, and just starting with what is our big vision for our lives. Like if we could script any type of life or what we, what a typical day looks like for us. Just imagine we have children. Just imagine they're at school. What does a typical perfect day look like for us as parents of these school-aged children? Like I said, when we started, our first son, he was eight months old, but we literally asked that question and put pen to paper and just scripted what that perfect day would look like. And for me, it looked like, being able to volunteer to go in and do reading groups um, or volunteer and do the canteen one day, being able to go on holidays when and where we wanted because we didn't have to apply for annual leave and get permission from someone. Um, It looked like lots of family time, freedom to have family time. And when we got really clear on what we wanted, we then had to go, well, am I doing the things that that type of person that has that life, am I doing the things that she had to do to get to that, or am I on a different path headed somewhere else? And like I said, as uncomfortable as it was, when you be really honest with yourself, I was like, oh no, I'm I'm going on a completely different path, and it wasn't lighting me up. Uh, it was actually causing anxiety. Like I said, returning to work was there's a lot of gender bias and things like that that definitely existed six years ago and and unfortunately still exists now in some places but it was really challenging as a young woman in her 20s in a leadership role like that to return to work when most people in those roles were 40 45 50 I was in a very different place and so it was stressful and I just had to be honest with myself like is are my decisions today leading towards the future that I scripted on that piece of paper, or is it taking me away from that vision? Mm. Um, and it was very obvious that it was taking me away.
0: And I mean, I th- think that's a really good way for our listeners to really, you know, to, for them to really think about their future. You know, like that, you, that you can create any life that you desire. But as you said. You really had to nut it out. Were your actions, were your um, behaviors, matching that, you know, that future self, which is just amazing. So obviously, you started with the podcasts, um, and now, I mean, you uh, it's just amazing what you've been able to create. You've got lots of online. You've got an online community. Um, it's a lot of it's through Instagram. So tell us, um, you know, from just that podcast to now, Mums with Hustle, and everything that you've created. Um, you know, how did you get there? What You know, started with with that podcast. How did you sort of move then into what you've been able to create now? It's just been phenomenal if you think only five years.
1: Wow. I know. But that's not to say uh, I haven't felt every inch of discomfort. (laughs) You've put yourself out
0: there well and truly. You're being seen. You've put yourself out there. So I love it.
1: Yeah, so you can definitely speeden up the process of things if you're willing to get uncomfortable often and if you're willing to fail fast, like put things out there and just ditch the perfectionist ways. I, I am a recovering perfectionist. So if someone's listening to this and they, they connect with that, you can, you can reframe the way that you view things and get things out there perfectly imperfect and just start to value progress over perfection. That's like one of my main mantras that I still use to this very, very day. Um, But yeah, it started out as a podcast, weekly podcast. And I knew that if I was going to have a podcast, well, I would need a traffic source. I would need to be able to drive listeners to that podcast. Otherwise, what good is that? So I took to Instagram. I was just loving the community, the budding community that I could see on Instagram in terms of creators, makers, entrepreneurs. Uh, not too many, like digital entrepreneurs back then. Um, they certainly are now, and more and more coming. Uh, e-commerce stores, uh, people that were selling at markets, influencers. I could see all of that already starting to emerge five years ago. So. I was really interested in that and it just appealed to me way more than Facebook because I loved, and this is something that I still love about Instagram, is when you go over to someone's profile, it's it's like a portfolio. It's really easy for people to be able to read that bio and get a sense mm-hmm. of who you are and then visually see what you're about because all of those pictures are right there, front and centre, whereas on Facebook, I mean, Facebook has its place and and my members in my Social Methods Society membership know that Facebook, you know, has a huge role. Um, but Facebook's very different. When someone goes and checks you out on Facebook, they're greeted with this really big banner image at the top. Mm. They're not too much about you. They've got to scroll quite a while before they can start seeing your posts. And... On Facebook, people are sharing a lot of other articles that they think their audience may be related to or maybe interested in, or uh, content from other people. And you have to do that because the algorithm loves loves us to do that on Facebook. But it's harder for someone to get that first impression. Like they have to work harder. They have to scroll back, you know, several scrolls to be able to try to get a sense of who you are, and then make a decision of whether or not to follow you or to hit that like button but on Instagram it's so easy it's right there so I loved that about the platform and I just started there I just picked that as my home base I was like I'm going to master this once I've mastered this I'll focus on mastering Facebook more Um, but about a year no about six months into me being on Instagram I had people in my audience saying will you teach me how to build an audience like what you've built like i i had grown very very quickly um cuz i had just kind of cracked the code on on how to how to use instagram and people had been noticing that by the time i got to 1 year on instagram i had 13,000 followers mm-hmm. and so people were really wanting to know like what they should be posting, like teach them about hashtags, teach them about collaborating with others. Uh, Instagram stories wasn't a thing back then, uh, but when that came out, people were wanting me to teach them about that. So my audience kind of dictated what they wanted from me in terms of a product, and that's how my first digital course was born. Um, It was an Instagram audience building course, and I still have it available today. It's helped hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of women in business and that's called hashtag hustle so that one came out a year after the podcast so like I said I didn't have anything I just built the community and let my audience kind of guide me in what they wanted me to create so that I could help them with what they felt they needed help with.
0: Mm, It's just been amazing and I've got a couple of friends that are in in some of your programs but also um, what I really love um trace is that you offer so much value like complementary value um that you know there's quite a lot of things that i've you know you, you that i've signed up with and gone in and um you know that you've sent me an email with so much value just quick simple easy to implement um you know things that you can actually do on your instagram especially when you're somebody that does have a business also a mum multiple businesses um you know that now we are for us i think to just really Pivoting into that online space is huge. Um, so obviously, um, you've got, uh, you know, you've created this amazing community. Um, what would you say would be some of the biggest in, as some of the biggest challenges that you've sort of come up against as being sort of that online um, influencer for mums? You know, is there been some big challenges that you've that you've had to that you've that you've that you've had? Or
1: I think the biggest challenge is just my own mindset Mm. Um, because when it comes to business or anything, it really is like 80% your own mindset and your own way of thinking and being versus only 20% is the, like, mechanics of things Mm. and how things work or the strategies. Like, that is true. Um, And so I just believe, like, what's happening in our lives and in our businesses is just it's a mirror. It's a direct reflection of who we are being and how we are thinking. Um, So if at any time we're not really happy with what we're experiencing on the outside, it's like a nice little reminder for us to just stop and reflect and see what's really happening underneath our own surface and deal with that. So for me, uh, mindset in terms of, how, how did I feel about selling? Because to go from not selling anything ever, like I was a primary teacher. I'd never sold anything. Um, and to suddenly get to a point where I've created my own product, which takes massive courage. Anyone that's ever invented or made anything where there once was nothing, like that's a really big achievement. That's a massive accomplishment. And then to be able to take it to the world and tell other people about it, like that can be a really hard, heavy, scary thing. So for me, working on my confidence of like selling and believing that my work is good and it can make a difference and then feeling worthy enough to receive payment for that, like that's a lot of inner work that we have to do to get to that space. Uh, similarly, working through a lot of mindset blocks in terms of my own fears around visibility. So in the early days, I I'd be lying if I said part of the attraction of jumping on Instagram was that my family and friends weren't on there, but they were on Facebook. So I felt like I was also hiding a little bit from some of the people that could have been my biggest critics. In hindsight, Rebecca, they could have also been my biggest supporters but I was hiding. I was like, oh, are they even going to understand what a podcast is? Like five years ago, do people even really get it? And that I was creating an online course and and then they'd still be like sending me links to teaching jobs online and going, oh, here you go. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. That's not who I am. That's not in alignment with my life and my vision. And then they'd be like, what? So I loved, I loved hiding out on Instagram, but Visibility issues in terms of just speaking to the camera or posting a picture of yourself. Like those are all things that I've had to work on and overcome as well. So if anyone's feeling like that, I see you, like you can get through it.
0: <laughs> uh, it's funny you should say that because obviously um, the Skin Whisperer brand, I've got two brands, one's Business, one's the Skin Whisperer. Skin's, you know, something that I've done for so long and it's the same thing. I started my Skin Whisperer brand, you know, three or four years, four years ago or something, um, and I've got a program that goes with that. Isn't it funny? But I had nothing to sell as well, um, but it was that value um you know, just truly, absolutely to value myself. Out, as you said, um, but, but once people were like, hey, but how can I get products off you? And it kept happening and happening. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm, I think I need to actually make something that people can, and you know, g- give them something that's really valuable. Um, and that's where the SkinFit90 program come from that I've got and obviously in COVID-19 it's gone absolutely crazy because people have actually been at home, they're looking at their skin more um, and there again to to make sure that I'm putting myself out there as well. Um, And, you know, you do have those days that you wake up and don't feel um, and I'm sure you can actually um, relate to this where you sort of, you know, you criticise yourself, oh, my hair's not good, you know, all those kind of things. And I've had to go through that with my team as well because we really get our girls to be present on social media and in our businesses down at La Bella oh, But But um, it's 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 it isn't it's just that mindset, isn't it? it? Everything comes back to how we feel about ourselves and <laughs> And it's just a, obviously, um, you know, something that we continuously have to be working on. Um, do you have those feelings ever where you just go, oh, today's just not the day, but you just sort of push forward?
1: Totally. And I <laughs> feel like for me, like it, it definitely matches my female cycle as well. Like there are times of the month where I feel super chatty and energised and highly social and then there are times of the month where I just want to be quiet and almost be like a little cat in the corner, not just being left alone. And um, on those days, I do show up less, like and without shaming myself for it. You know, I might just do Instagram stories that have text rather than me on video. Yeah, things like that. Um, I think it's really important to know that we don't all feel energised and excited
0: Some of the every
1: single day, all day long, yeah, and it's okay. Like we're made to go like that. So I, I very much try to plan my, my launches and my showing up around the times of the month when I know I do feel energised. Yeah. And then I factor in the breaks like, you know, I do different, types of tasks around the times and I'm like probably going to be a little bit quiet at that time so I won't batch record lots of podcast interviews for instance um, at that time so Mm
0: -hmm. so obviously mindset um, um, I would love to know what the secret um, what your big secret is I know consistency when it comes to social media but what would you say would be your number one secret or tip um, to creating an online community would be if you had to really pinpoint it to one or two things
1: yeah oh I really hope that this doesn't come across as cliche or fluffy to anyone because it is far from it it is 100 percent true it is to always just ask yourself what would this look like through the lens of love mm. and that guides me with running my team now it guides me in serving my members it guides me in customer support you know sometimes we can all get a bit of a you get a tricky customer every now and then and, and you want to respond with emotion and then you can go actually what would this look like through the lens of love okay and it's very very different um and then the same thing with building your community online i think if we're looking through the lens of love then we're less Likely to listen to the voice of ego, mm. or listen to the voice of which is fear.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. Uh, so that means we're showing up more. If if I'm creating my online community through the lens of love, I'm showing up more because I know that my message matters and it may impact even just one person. And if you're operating through that lens, then that would be enough for you. But when you're operating through comparison, Or with embarrassment, like, oh, my gosh, I just posted this picture and there's only 11 likes and it's been up for 20 minutes. So, oh, it's going to be a poor poor performing post. How embarrassing. I'm going to delete it. Like that's not operating through the lens of love. And it's easy to get sucked into the Instagram vortex where you're validating yourself on likes or followers. But... You and I both know, Rebecca, that likes and followers don't equal revenue in your business. No. No. I know so many people, amazing successful entrepreneurs that have just a few hundred followers but they're using Instagram in a way that drives traffic either to their podcast and that's where they nurture the relationship or it grows their email list or... It gets them over to an offer or a booking form. That um, It's just a different way of using Instagram. That's my, my preferred way of teaching Instagram strategy is that way versus the whole 10X your followers and like mm. last year engagement because that doesn't end up putting food on the table. I've seen too many seemingly amazing influencers and businesses go bust. Because they've got all the likes and all the followers, but they they're not making not any revenue. Yeah, yeah,
0: and there is a big difference, and I know that for myself. Um, you know, we've got a we've got quite a really. You know, my numbers are not crazy numbers. I'm still extremely proud of the people that follow me. I love each and every one of them, but it's amazing, such an interactive. You know, I'm communicating a lot on there. Like, it's, and you would know this yourself, trying to keep up sometimes with the messages, and. Um, but I love that you've mentioned that it's not about how many followers you have because it really, you know, it means it doesn't really mean anything. It's more about who are you delivering value with? Who are you connecting with? And who potentially wants to go on um, and that you'll being able to solve an issue for somebody or help them, you know, better their life. That's what it comes down to. Like, it's just um, I love that you've mentioned that. And I love that Instagram's taken off the, the amount of how you could see the number of likes and things like that, especially when it comes to my kids i 've got three teenagers and everything's about um, how many likes they get they actually really look at that and I'm you know trying to educate them that it doesn't really matter it doesn't you know if you want to put a beautiful photo up of yourself it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks or likes or um, you know and trying to educate that over to our kids is huge.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. I think that's one of the biggest improvements Instagram has made, because we were finding not only with the youth and our teens, um, but also with business owners, people were posting purely for likes, but then that was taking them away from other metrics which are more important in running a business, like getting clicks to your website. Yep. like that's really important, <laughs> and and like I've got so many of my posts um you know they may have probably the least amount of likes but the most amount of clicks to my website um you know and these are around the times when say my membership is open or a course is launched or something and that's because I'm really intentional about the type of engagement I want from that post not every post like I I don't want likes from every post I want people to take a different action sometimes which is clicking the link you know to my bio um so it's just about being really mindful about what's the intention Mm. of you showing up on Instagram in that moment um and then when when you know the intention you can just kind of release release the need for the likes uh because like I said they don't it's not what equals a business at the end of the day.
0: No, exactly. So obviously I can, you know, you've definitely had continuous growth and learning um, and it's really, really important. And I just wondered who actually inspires you or who mentors you, um, you know, to continually to be looking inside, um, self-assessment. I mean, I think that's a huge thing that we always have to do, that you're not living in fear, that you are what would love do in all situations. Who is it that inspires you on your journey Tracy
1: So at the deepest level it definitely is my own faith like my own relationship with God I I know not everyone listening to this podcast is necessarily going to share the same beliefs as me and and that's okay um but it's having faith and having faith in something. And for some people it could be the universe. They may call it that. They may call it their highest self. They may call it angels and guides. They may call it intuition. Um, but it, it really does come from a place of knowing that I am just part of the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. like, And that removes so much of just like, I guess, the the earthly ties to things. Mm. I just feel like I'm part of something bigger and there's great purpose behind what I do or what I'm trying to do in the lives of all of these people. Um, But I also feel a responsibility. I feel like as business people we have a responsibility to share our gifts and our talents with the world, not just to keep them a secret, not to live a mediocre life like you are worthy of setting big goals and receiving income for the work that you do in the world Uh, I'm a big believer in that and I just want to see more women leaning into their own talents and their, their own leadership as well Uh, and and the ripple effects of that on society as a whole is just massive and, of course, on our children it's just massive. We have the potential to really rewrite societal norms and I'm really driven by that. So, um, yeah, for me I'm just inspired so much by the bigger picture Mm -hmm. or, as I said, my place in this world. And the whole love and service thing for me comes from my own faith and religion. Uh, But I do try to hang out with other people that have similar values, not necessarily religious beliefs but, like, just in how they carry themselves in their lives. So I've learned from some of the most amazing, like, leaders in digital entrepreneurship, uh, people like Stu McLaren, people like James Wedmore um and yeah like like numerous other people uh trying to advance my skills as a copywriter doing copywriting courses with other people and um like Gabrielle Bernstein going to see her reading her books uh so it doesn't always have to be like courses and programs it can be podcasts like this that people listen to um, or joining online communities because if you want to be great at anything. You really need to hang out with other people that are great at that thing. That's exactly um, what like about. whether it's sports. You know, if you want to be an amazing athlete, you hang out with other amazing athletes. Um, if you want to be, you know, a, an incredible like parent, uh, someone that loves parenting and and maybe homeschooling or whatever, then you would hang out with other homeschoolers if that's a goal for you. I truly believe that. So by immersing myself. In the presence of people that are kind of living authentically, what I want for myself, that really helps inspire me too.
0: Mm, I mean, that's I mean that saying that you are who you hang around with as well. Yeah. So you know, you you're either come down to somebody's standard, or you bring them up to yours, or you hanging around people that are have the same values and standards. And I think that's something that's really, really important. And I love that um, you know that you've got mentors, or there is you know each you know that you are doing things that continuously improve, um, or, or you know push you to learn more as well. And I think, that, as you said, there can be just a podcast. Uh, you know, your podcasts are absolutely amazing. And for any mum out there that wants more, it's definitely the place to go to. It's a, it's it's a free resource where you can just learn so much. It's just amazing. So I have to ask you um, a little bit of rapid fire, um, a couple of questions that we always ask. What would be the best piece of advice that you've even been given or that, um, that you've actually given to somebody else? What would be the best? What would you say?
1: Ooh, well, I kind of shared the what would this look like through the lens of love. So I'll mm-hmm. give you another one. Okay. Um, I think it is. To do with valuing progress over perfection. Because I really mm. wasn't massive perfectionist. I, yeah. So it's that one. It's it's not a quality. perfectionism isn't a quality that serves you when you're in business.
0: No. And I think too, when you're waiting for perfection, you never actually get anything done. Because you're no. always, <laughs> always finding something that's not not right. And it's and it's something with our girls, you know, just even my team. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. People want to see the real you um, and, you know, that, that's one big thing that we've really, really, um, you know, that we've been able to actually communicate with more people because they, they just see the real us and it's so important. Um, and perfectionism is, oh, it's just, it is, it's, it's it really holds you back, doesn't it? So that's a big thing for you to have to over the time to actually really be okay with it. That would have taken some, um, some some, really you know, big soul-searching for you to actually just go, right, pro- progression definitely over perfection.
1: Yes, and sometimes you just, like, have to challenge yourself. Like you just have to do it even though you feel <laughs> uncomfortable because you can do hard things. You can do things that are, are seemingly painful or really uncomfortable and still be okay. And I think it's a really great thing to show our children as well. Like mummy isn't confident, but I have courage. So I'm going to do it even though I'm not confident. And I know that if I keep doing it, I'll become great at it, just like you when you were learning to ride your bike without the training wheels. It's Mm -hmm. the same thing. So just um, they're great teaching opportunities for our kiddies.
0: Yeah, exactly. So obviously in the theme of living your best life, Um, What does it mean to you to be living your best life?
1: Oh, for me, it just means living in alignment with who I truly am and not with who I think other people expect me to be. Mm. And I'm still trying to achieve that. I think we all will be (laughs) until the days that, (laughs) till the day that we all like leave this life. Um, But just challenging myself on that all the time, like just trying to be my real. Real self.
0: Mm, that's exactly right. That's, that's awesome.
1: ultimate freedom.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and I reckon, um, yet language has a lot to do with that as well. The way that we speak to ourselves um, is huge. Um, we've got our planning day tomorrow for my Labella team, and it's one of the big things that we're going to talk about. I've been really listening to what the girls say about themselves. And, um, yeah, so we're going to have a bit of a language challenge (laughs) over the next 28 days, um, you know, to really call ourselves out, you know, how many times you say, oh, I'm so silly, or simple little things that you just don't even realise that you're saying. Um, So, you know, so it's, you know, all those things are so important. Um, So obviously I'm a really big believer in uh, rituals and routines and structure, Um, not that, you know, I can always um, not, you know, it's not critical all the time, but I'd love to hear some of your daily routines and rituals that help to balance your life, that would be able to help some of our uh, listeners.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, one of my, I mean, I still have a three-year-old. We've Like our eldest has finally started primary school, so I feel like I'm in a transition of like trying to recalibrate what a working week looks like um but for me and like our, our youngest he's 3 but he still doesn't sleep through the night so for me i i just don't wake up earlier than the kids i know a lot of people say wake up early before the kids and get some me time in well i'm tired i woke up three times last night so i wake up when he wakes up mm. um and i give myself that that opportunity to like you know if he's going to sleep in till 8 well that's when i'm going to sleep until um and I just give myself that gift and then I always have my my morning cup of coffee um but I have it out there with with the whole family around me and I love it and, and the kids are just buzzing and excited uh I make sure that I do fit in like self-care in terms of actually exercising um which was huge for me Rebecca when I first became a mum I did have some severe anxiety and so I did have a horrible voice in my head that would make me feel terrible for wanting to prioritize myself or exercise mm-hmm. um, but I've worked through that and I'm, I'm just I'm so happy I'm so proud of myself I feel good and I do Pilates twice a week and I have an instructor that comes to our home that may sound crazy to people um, but that, again, was a life by design type of fantasy to be able to write on a piece of paper and go, I, would have, I wouldn't be going to a gym in my ideal day. I'd be having a personal instructor come to our house. Mm. And, like, that's happening. Like, we've had that for a year. It's amazing. Um, and then, yeah, other, like, just going for walks and things like that, um, looking after my skin. Like, I love... Just like doing just a basic, basic skincare routine morning and night. It just makes me feel really good. Um, And then like journaling, journaling and and prayer and just fitting those things in Mm -hmm. even if it's it's like two minutes. minutes. Yeah. Even if it's, yeah, like it doesn't have to be long. I, I really used to try to make these things out to mean all sorts of things like exercise has to look like. 60 minutes or meditating has to look like 20 minutes Mm. and I was like no I don't if I'm going to keep assigning those meanings to things I'm never going to get those things done so it's just about like just embracing small acts of Mm. you know self-care for me is huge in my routine
0: and I think, too, as mums, you know, um, there is a lot of guilt that goes along with actually I live in a small country community and, um, you know, I see a lot of mum guilt all the time, especially mums that are ambitious. I know for me, um, I absolutely adore my children. They mean everything to me, but I also enjoy the business side of things and the passion that I bring to that and, you um, you know, and I, I know, um, you know, the only reason I know is because I've actually had people say things to me about, you know, how do I do it all and, oh, they'd never be able to do that, um, you know, just sort of that little bit of judgement. But I just know, and this is why I really wanted to get you onto the podcast because mums can have it all. There's no reasons yeah. why we can't. Um, but I guess that's, you know, I just and I know that's something that you're truly passionate about as well. That we get to design our own life. And I know for me, um, it was probably my you know how many hours I worked back in the day was was a, a badge of honor. And I'm so glad that my mindset's changed from that um, because I am actually here for my, my kids are teenagers now and I have to be here um, to navigate. Um, you know, they've got mobiles now, they've got, like our world's changed and I know your kids a little bit, let me tell you, you're going to go through this as well. And all the things go along with being a teenager and just that emotional support and I just know I'm so happy that I've actually been able to create a life now that I am actually here for my kids, um, that I am more accessible to them and that, you know, that I have got really strict on where my time's spent. Um, So, um, but... I do think that, you know, as mums, you know, that guilt that goes along with it, do you still get that? Do you get mother guilt? Do you do you feel like you're getting judged by other mums or?
1: Um, I'm, I'd be silly if I said that there wouldn't be people out there judging. But I, it hasn't been in my face or been no. made of me in the longest time because I think, people can actually see if you watch my stories you know that whatever you're thinking or judging is actually not true because you can see what I'm doing with the kids or you can see that I'm only working like between school hours four days a week or that we are well when it wasn't COVID time uh that we are traveling and like really living our best life that my husband and I are together that I am doing my Pilates at home like People can see that it's not mm-hmm. just words or it's not just a fantasy and that we have more time than we've ever had before, even though the business is growing, and that gets people curious. Mm. And it can also be very triggering for people that are not really living in alignment with what they want. Yes. And you, you can be this constant, like, reminder of, of everything that they want but yet they don't have. And so, you know, that that can be a little bit challenging. I'm just very aware of if it did bother anyone, it's because it's triggered something in them. Like it's bothered them mm-hmm. for a reason and it's more about them mm-hmm. and where they're at and not really about me.
0: No, um, exactly.
1: And I don't really have the mum guilt anymore. Isn't that like the coolest thing to say? Mm-hmm. I never would have imagined being able to say that. Like I don't have that feeling about work anymore or sp- in spending money to invest on my business I don't feel bad like that's money I'm taking away from the household. I used to feel like that. Um, mm-hmm. Like, say, before I'd invest in a course or anything like that, I saw any investment in myself as taking away from my family. Mm-hmm. I yes. don't as that at all. I see it as an investment, like, towards our goals together as a family. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that's a great so you way can get
1: that. to that place. <laughs> mm, that's exactly right. Now, does your husband work in the
0: business all the time now as well or does yeah,
1: he do, Yeah, he does the four days a week with me during school hours.
0: Wow, that's amazing, isn't it? Yes. It's absolutely <laughs> fantastic. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, I've got a little bit of an unconventional life with a husband that's been in mining. So um, but I know for us, you know, we're really spending a lot of um a lot of conversations on now what does what does it you know what does the future immediate future sort of look like. So things are changing for us. We're going through a bit of a shift, which is great. Um, you know, some big decisions to be made. He was actually working overseas, Tracy. So the COVID nineteen's been fantastic for us because we've actually had our whole family together and we have loved oh. it. Um, in the house, for the last ten weeks together, um, we've loved it, and it's been such a game changer to the point now that we sort of don't want to be away from each other now. So it's been really good because it's sort of the life that we've just always seen. Um, my husband worked away; it was great when he came home. Then he worked away, and um, you know, and, but and it's you know a lot of pressure when you're here with your children, especially teenagers, on your own. So it's been. I just said to him this morning, "I love our new life." <laughs> um so it's just great like I just think I'd lo- I loved um you know the COVID-19 for me has been I've loved it and it's been a really re- reset for our family um it's been a reset for the way we look at our business um what about you what do you what do you what are your takes on 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 that
1: oh it really is a lovely time to get really clear on your goals mm. and on way to are and if that means setting new goals or even like you said, you and your hubby realising that this is what you want, that's that's amazing. And now it's time to actually do the things that the future you has had to do to make that be their reality. Uh, I've had friends say, okay, well, COVID has taught me that I thought I wanted my hobby home all the time, but it doesn't work for our family. It's driving us mental. So they had clarity uh, <laughs> from from going what they thought they should have or want to realize. No, that's not what we want. I had another friend say um, she did have a lot of mother's guilt around going to work because um, she had you know like a two year old and she often felt guilty about that but then being at home with
0: Realized it wasn't you know, everything
1: that's happened it's made her go I'm not cut out like I'm not happy and thriving or an awesome mum when I'm at home with my child all the time all the time and that's yeah. okay I'm made to be a career mum and I'm better when I go to work and then I come home and then pour into my child and so she's learned lessons around well it's not the amount of time I spend it's how present I am and joyful I am and the quality time that we have together that is going to give this child an amazing life an amazing start in life and amazing memories rather than this grouchy mum that was living out of alignment being at home because she thought she she had to give up her career um because that's a that's what good mums do Uh, but no she's she's walked away from the experience feeling really great about going back to work and family time is family time and work time is work time and Um, so I think it's really beautiful that people have been able to have these realizations.
0: Yeah that's exactly right and I know we've got a couple of mums that work for us and let me tell you they're very excited about coming yeah. to work the one thing that I will say about it is that we sucked at homeschooling and we just we <laughs> I didn't even rouse at my kids I did not nothing if they didn't want to do their work I didn't I didn't even push it I just we just had just we just had a great time like we just we live on a, you know some land and we had fires, and it was—it's just, just been the best thing that's uh, oh. the best thing that's ever happened to me in business. It's the best thing that's happened to me when it's come to my family. When I sit here and think about it, I just—I've just got so much gratitude in my heart, and just even seeing our team step into their powers from home. You know, we're a hands-on business. Our businesses were shut down. Like I've got three um beauty beauty and skin clinics and um it's just been amazing like like it just just you know sitting here talking to you just sort of think reflecting on it it's been amazing um and you know the world is going to be different for a long time like it i don't think it'll ever go back to how it was and um people have realized that you know that you can still connect even if it in a digital space and it's a space that you've obviously dominated for so long um You know, and have you found that sort of through that um, COVID-19 that there was more interaction with you and your brand?
1: (laughs) Definitely, definitely. And people also asking more and more like, when can I join your membership? Like people suddenly decide, well, realising that we are in a digital age and if you do have a business, you should be utilising social media because if you're not, your competition is, and that people are shopping online um, and, you know, like digital business is not going anywhere. It's 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 the future. It, it's the future, totally. So we can't keep hiding under a rock and pretending that it's not there and marketing online isn't a nice to do. It's a necessity.
0: Mm.
1: Um, And so, yeah, there's been a lot of people realising that and just, like, wanting to upskill themselves and also be around other people that are doing that. But also within my membership, uh, more ladies collaborating together, working together, um, just a greater need to connect, like you
0: said. We
1: can't connect in person, so people are really leaning on each other for conversations and support, and that's just been really lovely to see.
0: Mm, and that's the thing, I think it's innovation, collaboration, connection, all those yeah. things. So um, so what's next for you? You've, you know, you look at these last five years, if you sit back and think about it, as you said, that little trip down memory lane, um, you know, you've been very, you know, phenomenal at what you've been able to do. You're definitely a standout. You're a thought leader of the future. Um, what's next for you and Mums with Hustle?
1: Oh, well, thank you so much for all of those beautiful words. Like that means so much to me because I truly just want to keep helping as many women as I can. And I believe that the power of online is an amazing like tool to be able to do that. So uh, just teaching people more about online business and, of course, more strategies when it comes to getting your business visible on Instagram, and on socials. Um, I just want to see more female-owned businesses growing and more families together and happy.
0: Beautiful. So for anyone wanting to know more about you, where can we direct them?
1: Okay. Well, you can go to mumswithhustle.com and actually if anyone is like really ready to take on instagram then one thing that you need to have in your back pocket is instagram stories you can't be ignoring it um it is an insane traffic driver in itself like just instagram stories not the posts and all of that just stories on its own if you can even just master that uh it builds that connection that person to person that authenticity where they can see you. Like I just want to see more females utilising Instagram stories. So um, you can actually go to mumswithhustle.com slash stories and grab, it's a free resource. It's my Instagram stories strategy pack. And it just walks you through the, the actual structure of how to structure your story so that you're not waffling, so that it's actually these stories are actually building in a relationship and also building your business uh, that's been downloaded oh, in the
0: notes as well to trace yeah. the- yep
1: thank you yeah it's it's also got like a list of my top instagram stories related apps um so you can really enhance those stories so head on over and check that one out that's super super popular but obviously i'm also on instagram and i'd love to connect with your listeners rebecca mm-hmm. so if anyone's listening Please come and say hi, like just comment on one of my posts. Let me know that you listen to this episode or send me a direct message. It is really me. Um, it's, <laughs> some, it's not some bot or anything like that. It's just love to hear from you. <laughs> I'm just a, Mums I'm, with Hustle.
0: Oh, sorry, Trace. Keep, keep going.
1: Oh, no, I was just saying it's just Mums with Hustle, but I'm sure you can link to it Um the, in, in, in your show notes yeah, I um, and I have to
0: say that what you just said is so true because um, you know I've sent you messages and you have always responded. Even when um, I asked you to be on my podcast, you sent me a voice message. I don't even know if you remember this, but you did send me a voice message and told me to get into contact um, with your EA, um, and that's how the ball started. And every time I've messaged you, you have always message me back which is really really amazing because most um you know I've messaged other people and and not not that it's I'm not judging or anything but it's just beautiful that you actually do take the time and I think that's probably why um mums with hustle is so popular that you do actually connect with people that actually take the time to to send your message which is really lovely um so here I am. Heartfelt thank you. I've been really excited about um, sharing you on on my podcast, Living Your Best Life. Um, you know, I just I love everything that you're about. I'm really all about inspiring and empowering women to to be living their best life. And I know that's the same thing for you. I think the digital space is definitely the space that um, you know our world is definitely heading in. And I love that you're one of the leaders there because it's it's authentic. You're delivering value, um, and really helping mums see their true potential, and to be able to, you know, give them hold their hand when it comes to being seen. Um, so I commend you for that, um, and I just and I just want to say a really big heartfelt thanks for being with me today and giving me your time. I can't even express how grateful I am.
1: Thank you. I'm grateful to you for asking me, and inviting me onto the podcast because it allows me to share this message with more people. And I'm truly, truly grateful for that opportunity, Rebecca. Uh, like I said, I just want to say more women pursuing their dreams and normalizing like women that work or women that are ambitious and being awesome mums. And in terms of the online space, like taking off, like it has, it has taken off in other parts of the world already. Like in in America like here in Australia and and in other countries like New Zealand and like we're quite we're quite behind like Mm -hmm. by a long shot but I'm just I'm just so passionate about helping more Australian women like get in on on this as well you know and so let's like that that's truly who I'm passionate about leading so i just want to grab everyone by the hand and just like bring them with me so thank yeah. you for the opportunity
0: oh thank you tracy